listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Song. Otherwise, bringing us to 28 minutes, it is Manati Monday. Today, we are speaking all things load shading because it is a reality that is affecting us in our businesses. Also, we're going to be touching a little bit now onto the, uh, I mean, we've, we've just touched on and mapped the, the effects that small businesses and generally the public of the country has with you highlighting that just in this year alone, in a single day, load shading could cost us up to $4 billion a day. That's a lot of money. And for me, I mean, a lot of listeners that are listening are like, hey, $4 billion. If the country has so much money, why isn't it using it to build and to create infrastructure and whatever? But this is the money that we don't necessarily have, but money that could have been spent in the country, Right. Yeah, no, and, and I think a better way of looking at that is, you know, that $4 billion that is lost was potential revenue or, mm. or production measure that would have been generated by the thousands of companies uh, in South Africa that instead suffered load shedding. So one way to look at it is that that $4 billion has actually been taken out of the pockets of everyday employees mostly mm. because you'll find that, you know, people like the bosses and whatnot, they're going to make sure that they don't get the biggest knock. But when they start feeling the pinch at the end of the month of the, their share of that four billion, they're gonna start laying off some people. Mm. They're gonna start not paying their their um, you know clients on time, and a lot of their clients are small business owners. So you you, you see that um, that 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 at the end of the day, it is the normal everyday person who ends up suffering the effects of that four billion rand. It really is. And I mean, one of our listeners, Colin, had just commented earlier on in a conversation that we were having about uh, the current president and what he had said about South African using electricity sparingly. And he was making reference to one of the malls that is like literally three kilometers away from where we're broadcasting right now. And that every time there's no electricity... Th- 90% of the shops in that mall are not operating. So if electricity is going to be gone for six hours from eight until in the afternoon, that means for that day they will only sell for four hours or three hours. And there's no way they're going to retain the people there because mm. they're not making the money that they should be making, especially in the season, because everybody knows Christmas is coming up, it's spring events and all of that, so clothing should be moving faster. But without electricity, many of the shops are not coming up to the party. This brings me to the conversation, or oh, maybe before we even get into the solutions that we might bring about, you touched a little bit on security, and that is an important one, because a lot of small businesses are probably hiring some spaces, or unes pies like Karachi, or whatever, you know, you've got a tavern in your hood, that is part of small businesses there, and what are some of the, how can you paint that picture a little bit clearer for a listener? Because one might be saying, I never really thought about security. I know for a fact that I never thought about the security element of lot shading. Yeah, I know. And I'm not going to lie. Same here. Um, I think it's one of those things that we, 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 we take for granted unless we're in that situation ourselves. Um, but a lot the research really shows that a lot of people do suffer from this way. Um, usually their security systems will be working at night. Maybe you work at a place, maybe you've got a production company and your sound and your cameras and all of those things are protected by a certain security system. So it's a deterrent, right? Security is not just there to, um, you know, to report when the criminals are there, it's to deter criminals from coming at all. 
So what's been happening is that with the blackouts, with them knowing that at that current at that present moment there is no security system there, it is giving more boldness to criminal um to criminals to actually break in and actually, you know, steal a lot of these these things that uh, people have. So the, the, a lot of small businesses have suffered, um, you know, break-ins and things along those lines because uh, their security systems were down during load shedding. Yeah, that's a real a serious thing that you're talking about because I'm also thinking if you are used to opening your shop until certain hours, because of load shedding, you might have to close a little bit earlier because you don't want to be finding yourself as a victim of crime. So that on its own, shifting their trading hours affect their bottom line, which is making the money that you need and which will then affect the number of people that you're going to keep because you're not going to keep people if it's cutting down on you as the owner. You still want to maintain a certain lifestyle so you end up letting go of a few of your workers let's get into the solutions because i look at the current status and i think of people that are selling for example right now it's summer who are selling ama ice you know you know what you're gonna sell a cool time for two rand or three rand and you're gonna have about uh, you're gonna sell 30 or 40 of those for the day and then the, you don't have electricity for six hours by the time the kids come out of school the cool time is just juice and they don't want it because they want the ice. So that is affecting the bottom line. So what are some of the creative ways we can come up with to help small businesses start to navigate their thought, maybe navigate a level of creativity so that they are able to prohibit some of these um, being hit hard, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, of course. And, and we, we emphasized this earlier that whenever there's a problem, that is the time for small business owners for entrepreneurs rather to actually rise up and come up with solutions and this is a big problem this is a problem that is affecting the country on a big scale on, on a general scale so we don't underestimate the, the impact or that it's going to be easy but we're just saying that there is a possibility that things on things that people can do or small business owners can do and i think the first one to notice there, i always go back to this one because i feel like it's so important um the, the networking or coming together and forming mm. solutions as a group of people or a group of businesses is always going to be number one because you'll find that there are some alternatives to electricity that are out there. The only issue is that they're expensive. For example, there's solar power, there's generators, and usually small business owners are not able to afford these things. But you'll find that when you come together and maybe you form a cooperative of businesses in your township or in, or in your city or wherever it is that you are, and then in this cooperative, you guys, you contribute a certain amount of money. And then with that money, um, you buy a generator and you open, you know, you have maybe an open space where you guys can come through. You know, I made this example in the show um, that we released yesterday that, for example, in my area, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get the businesses around to contribute a certain amount of money, which we're going to use to buy a generator. And then I've got an open space in my premises and I'm going to make it as a makeshift office space so that whenever load shedding hits, People can people within that that community can come here. They can have their meetings. They can have access to the Wi-Fi, and they can at least continue for a certain period of time. So there are such alternatives that people can actually look into. But it will take them, you know, stopping to to think in silos, coming together, and actually saying, how can we solve these problems alone that we can't solve? I mean, together that we can't solve on our own. And of course, it's not just with you know that example. There's a lot of ways in which businesses can actually come together to continue product production to share resources and to mitigate losses you know so for me that's the first one that i would encourage business owners to do to just come together and form those networks where they can actually help each other out mm. and then 
You know, we've got a listener here saying, uh, good point, Baba. Uh, we need to come together, but the red tapes. And I think one of the things is that we've been speaking a lot, especially about on this particular show and this segment about building networks. And one of the things that comes into mind as well, because I've been speaking about the one of the fridges a lot as well, is things like, I mean, the most practical solution to start with is knowing the schedules, Right writing mm. it down which today the electricity is going to be gone between this hour and this hour and then planning ahead setting up with okay maybe we don't need to have my workers come in at seven if we're not going to be having electricity between six and nine a.m then they can come to work from nine a.m and then that time electricity will be back until a certain amount of time so it's also capitalizing on that instead give them a later morning so that you do that and if you are having electricity in the morning and not going to have it from nine asking your staff members if they do mind for that week to start the morning earlier you know especially if you're a small business you can kick start the morning super early and capitalize on that do the emails do everything that needs internet and electricity and research during the time when you've got the electricity and the minute it goes at nine then you can do the other things you can pack the boxes you can clean the storerooms you can do the things that don't need you to have electricity to do 
and then wait again for the turn when electricity comes back and do the rest. I really enjoyed the the, the comment on um, renting out items. I mean, the idea of stoves. There's a lot of people that don't have paraffin stoves or even gas stoves. You know, you could rent that out with a mini gas um, option, you know, to them. And then also lamps. You know, you can say, hey, if electricity is out in the night, I've got X amount of lamps. I rent them out for 20 rand per night, <laughs> you know, mm. and then it's it's a small thing, but it's a 20 rand and they go there, they get it. If they break it, they pay 100 bucks. But if they keep it and they bring it back the next day, then you have it. The longer they have it, you at least know for five nights, you're going to have 100 rand from one single lamp, which you bought probably for less than that. So I also enjoyed that idea. Batteries are very tricky, but it's something that, I mean, if you're going to be a barber and you're going to be in the hood and you're going to need to uh, create your business moving, you have to consider such things. And we know this to be something that a lot of barbers have done. But I've seen that you go to big establishments that we know now that are, are legendary in terms of their business. You'll find that they don't have, especially when they are positioned at malls and stuff. They become a little apprehensive to doing it the old school way. where you just get a car battery and you have a few seats available and you use them so that you don't lose money for those hours. I also... I mean, one of the things that I wanted to just touch on as well before I give it back to you is um, looking for people that are in opposite areas than where you live. Part of the network. Don't create networks. I think this conversation about building networks is important not to build networks only within your radius. So if you're building networks but with somebody that's from a different um, neighborhood, maybe it's a 30 minutes drive from your place, even an hour, but they have electricity when you don't have and when you have, they don't have. Then you could also build a business along that. Say, okay, I don't have business right now. I don't have electricity, but you've got um, X amount of my case abandai. Then I trade like that. And then I don't, we, we, I take these back and then I can still serve my clients cold beverages whilst you then, st I don't owe you because we just traded off. And when you don't have electricity, you can come from my side and take from my end and I will put the ones that are cold, are hot in the fridge and then have them be cold. So also trade, building wow. networks outside of our community allows us to take advantage of if we're not going to all come into the same space for the hours that I don't have electricity, I'm going to visit you and I'm going to use the two hours, be productive where you are because you've got Wi-Fi, you've got this. And then when you don't have, and I have, you can do return the favor, vice versa. So we need to sure. also look into that. That is absolutely genius. Absolutely love that. I feel like that is such a great solution. Um, not just with products, even with services. I mean, there's some clients, that I have, for example, on a bad burner because I can't produce at the same rate that I used to before. But if I do form networks with people who are doing something similar, maybe during those times they can take over um, some of my client load, you know, and we can mm. come up with some sort of a system in terms of how to split the money. But what I like about that is that it's got a, a sense of continuity about it. Mm. It's really, really a brilliant idea. No, thanks for that. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's what we need to build. We're going to continue on the conversations of building networks because I think being a small business is a reminder of the fact that you cannot um, you cannot operate in silos. We cannot be just me, myself, and I. If we start to create communities and we these communities don't even have to be, like I'm saying, very close, but they could be communities 
a distance away, but that distance that allows me still to access certain privileges when I can't. Or even if I can't, but I send those clients to you and you service them, but 5% comes back to me. It's better to lose 95 and get five as opposed to lose the whole hundred for the day, mm. you know? So those are yeah. things we need to unpack. But anyway, as we wrap it up, uh, what, else, what businesses do you want to plug and what are your closing remarks? All right. No, um, so today is just one. Uh, it's not really a business. It's just a great opportunity that I have for people. Today I was invited to speak at a motivational and inspirational soul food uh, webinar um, this coming Saturday. So for anyone who's interested in that, they can just literally just follow me. You'll see me uh, speaking about it there. And I feel like it's really going to be interesting and it's going to help people quite a bit. I'm just going to be speaking about my story and just divulging on some of the lessons that I've learned over the years. I really hope people do enjoy that. But in terms of closing remarks, uh, I really believe that, you know, we're just scraping the surface of something that is going to be here for the next four years. We know for a minimum it's going to be here for the next four years. So it's worth starting now at a minimum to come up with these solutions because they're going to help our businesses so much and at the very least, Help us form new businesses by solving the problems that a lot of the people in our communities are facing currently. So let us open up our minds is what I would encourage uh, SMEs to do right now. Yeah, thank you so much. That is Ntogozo Slachwayo. We're back with him next week. Again, um, you can check him out on his socials, Ntogozo Slachwayo on um uh, on LinkedIn and then also check out Philly Greenette on the social media platforms because then you can get all the information and attend the webinar that he's speaking about that's taking place this weekend. Thank you so much, sir, and have a fantastic day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And of course, I wish all the best for all the listeners. Thanks. That's how we'll wrap it up. Nugget Business. Get refined that week. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Thank you.